Welcome to the Reiki Centre podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, a Reiki teacher with over 30 years experience. This episode is from one of my more popular videos I posted on my YouTube channel in response to a question I got regarding a paragraph from my book, Reiki, A Path to Freedom. It's always interesting to me what videos capture people's interest and obviously there is curiosity in meditation and how we would do it whilst doing chores. So I hope you find this food for thought as well. Please remember to follow and like if you enjoy it to help others find us and thank you for listening. The question was if I could maybe expand on it or explain it a little bit more deeply and it's about uh, using walking as a meditation. So in, in, the, in the paragraph, I, I say, I begin to use my walk as a meditation. I look inwards and discover a whole new world rich with information. The walk is still a means to an end. I'm talking about walking my dog. But now there is a more meaningful reason. I am walking my dog as a chore and also as a personal growth tool. I think maybe I start by defining what I mean by meditation. So to me, meditation is not an act uh, of doing something. So for many of us, when we think of meditation, it's sitting quietly, eyes closed, inward, inward focus and intention. Uh, to me, meditation is being present. When people talk about guided visualization as a meditation, to me, that's not meditation. That's imagination. It has its place. However, it is not being present it's using somebody else's words to take you somewhere else. Present, to me, means no thoughts. This is something really, really important, actually. If you are thinking, you are not present. Uh, if you are thinking, you will notice, and you just have to observe this for yourself, thinking either takes you into the past or it takes you into the future. Even something as um, benign as, oh, I'm going to vacuum now, takes you into the future. Because when you're actually vacuuming, you don't actually go, I'm vacuuming now, right? Because you're vacuuming, so you don't think about the vacuuming. The only time you would think about it would be to go, oh, there's some dirt over there into the future. I need to take it over there into the future. So this is, this is something really powerful to know that when you are thinking, you are either in the past or in the future, you are not present. So meditation to me is full presence. So what I mean when I say I'm, I'm meditating while walking my dog is I am walking my dog and I'm fully immersed in the dog walk. So I'm not thinking about where I'm going. Sometimes that does come in, right? I'm going to take a left here. I'm going to take a right there. But again, that thinking is not meditation. That thinking is, is into a future action. Sometimes when I'm walking, I might look at something and go, oh, that wasn't there yesterday. Into the past. When I am meditating as I walk, what I mean by that is that there is only the walking. And that is something uh, extremely profound and it feels very different. Like everything becomes alive and everything becomes joyful, but not joyful in the way that we usually use it. Like often when, or certainly before I started to experience this 
kind of joy. I would look at joy as kind of like, way, you know, it's kind of like, woo. Like there's a kind of hyperactivity to the joy. Like joy is just like big happiness. So you're laughing and you're joyful and you're, but actually, um, I, I, I don't feel like that about joy anymore. To me, uh, when I, when I have these moments and I'm going to say moments because it's certainly not the whole walk I'm doing this. This is part of the meditation practice is that when I set out to walk my dog, my intention is to use it as a meditation and absolutely I succeed very, very rarely. So I'm not saying that I'm going out there and I'm like present for the whole hour that I'm out there with my dog. I'm saying, you know, if I hit five minutes, I feel pretty pleased with myself because the those moments where you're totally present is you you merge completely. There's, there's just there's just walking. And it's a really hard thing to describe. That's why all of this stuff is experiential. Like you must go and experience it yourself. There's no point in me talking about it with you because it, even as I describe it, it's not the right description. Even as I say the word joy, um, you will have a different understanding of what that means when you yourself uh, feel it. And to me, the joy of being present is not at all the same as the joy we see on TV. It's the same as bliss, honestly. Like, we use bliss in spiritual circles all the time, but actually, true bliss is nothing like what we think it's going to be. Um, I think often when we think about bliss, we think about those chocolate ads, you know, with the with the sexy lady with the chocolate, like, oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's not like that. Well, not in my experience anyway. It's, it's so, so we have these words that we use in spirituality and then we link it with what the ads do to these words and um, it comes up with something completely different. And so then we go chasing these things and presence is the same. Presence is, is a hugely misinterpreted word. It's presence is simply what is left when you stop thinking. That, that's all it is. So essentially, when you walk, and I would, and I, this is talking about walking, but actually this is really the way ideally you're doing your Reiki practice or you're attempting to aim for a loosening of the thoughts so that you have moments. And whether it's meditation, whether it's Reiki, whether it's yoga, whether it's chanting, whatever whatever it is, whether it's walking, running, swimming, it doesn't, dancing, watching TV sometimes, you know, you can become so immersed in what you're doing that you experience what some people would call flow. And that flow is just life is living. And even as I say it, I know it, these are all just concepts. Um, so in practicalities, for example, when I talk about this, it's like when you walk or whatever activity you're doing, you could be doing it washing dishes, vacuuming the house. Um, it's not so easy to do when you're answering emails because then obviously thinking has a function. So it's when you're doing something that actually you can do without thought and something like walking is great because you're just going to take one step after the other after the other. And the way that I do it, and I know some of you have mentioned this, like 
my Instagram photos, I take the weirdest photos of little, little things that I see. And the reason I see them is because I'm practicing this presence. And when you're practicing presence, you're, you're not in here. There's, there's no place for thinking. It's like you go out and you go, okay, you know what? For 20 minutes or half an hour, I am not going to use this as an opportunity to plan, to think, to come up with my to-do list. It's like, no, there is no place for thinking in this half an hour. What I'm going to do in this half an hour is, is practice being present. I'm going to practice being life. And you go out there and it's like, it's like you almost imagine um, if it was just life force, like God, God is opening her eyes and looking and that's it. That's all you need to do is just look. And when you really look without the thought, oh, I need to look, I need to think, is this looking, am I doing it right, eh, 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 all that kind of stuff, there's this observing energy that comes in and you recognize it because it is you after all, but it's you without the thinking yourself into existence. Um, and even as I say that, I know that sounds really weird, but it's those moments and, and they are moments. And in the beginning, it's just moments. So you're not going to go out there and spend 20 minutes in full presence. Maybe you do, but most people don't. Most of us, like myself, we go out there, we catch glimpses of it. And those glimpses become more elongated over time with practice. So the walking of the dog becomes an opportunity for practice. The vacuuming my house becomes an opportunity for practice. Any mindless chore becomes an opportunity for practice. My Reiki healing, definitely. The time I spend on the mat doing yoga, for sure. So during my day, I find many, many, many opportunities to practice by using all the mindless chores that we have to do in life as an opportunity to meditate. And the meditation I'm talking about, hopefully, um, you will start to get an understanding that it is not about a technique. It's about coming into a very watchful, non-thought. And you're just going to have to play around with that because it is one of those things that you, you have to just go in there and go, okay. And it can feel very frustrating in the beginning, okay, because it, it's like you're in there and then you'll go, okay, now I'm going to, to walk my dog without thinking. There's a thought. And then you'll be like, oh, damn, oh, I'm not supposed to be thinking. There's another thought. And it just tumbles. And you've got one thought after another after another. And then, so in those moments, honestly, I bring it back to the breath. The breath is fantastic. It, it's such a, it's an old, the oldest meditation technique, right? But it is also the most powerful because there is nothing to think about when you're watching the breath. Of course you will. I might breathe it. Oh, I'm a bit shallow. Oh, that's a bit long. Oh, I need to make it longer. So you can watch yourself thinking about your breathing, which is hilarious. But all you need to do is watch. Inhale, exhale, inhale, and then you walk. And you just notice the steps. You notice the pressure of your feet on the ground. I often just watch my dog, actually, because dogs are just so out there, right? They just, they're not thinking. They're just enjoying. I mean, they're just really enjoying. 
she's enjoying the walk, she's enjoying the sniff, she's enjoying, you know, the, and just, just watching her walk in, in a really relaxed, and she has a funny walk as well, so it's often very humorous, is just very relaxing for me. And then I get into her rhythm. So I kind of just, I watch her. When I notice I'm, I'm thinking here, there, and everywhere, I go back and I watch her. This is the freedom of life. This is life moving through an animal, unobstructed. And then I try and open to the same thing. I am also just, just a living form. And if life was just to rush through me, how would that be? And then you just practice that and you just try not to get in the way. And every time you notice that you're thinking about something, you just very gently bring yourself back. So I bring myself back to my breath or to my feet or to the dog or that's when I also look. So I look in the bushes. I look at every single little thing and, it's, and I'm not looking for something. I'm just looking. And this is, this is the, the thing we're so conditioned to look for an end result. So it might be, oh, I want to look for something to Instagram, or I want to look for something to be able to report back. Or I want... That's thinking. That's got an end goal. So it, it's a really tricky thing. It's completely counterintuitive to anything you've ever been taught. Because everything in life we've been taught is end goal. That's the ego's thing. Right? The ego has to have a goal so that it can plan and it can think about it. This, the walk is just to walk and to see what comes through you and to see what there is to see. And there's no end goal. But of course there is an end goal, it's to get my dog to have some exercise and do a poop. <laughs> That's why I say it's a great thing to combine. So when you're combining chores, on one level, the ego is satisfied because there is a chore being done. But whilst you're doing that chore, it's very easy to fall into using it as a way to think or get on the phone or do your text or, or look for photos or whatever it is. And my suggestion is you drop that and you just go and practice for the sake of practicing. You practice for the sake of being present, even if it's for five minutes a day. Um, it makes a difference and it just gives you some kind of orientation as well when you can do that because you'll be able to drop into it more and more and more in the beginning it's very difficult so I'm not suggesting for a minute that it's not difficult but once you get the hang of it and once you understand what it is that we're looking for we're not looking for an end goal we're actually looking for the moment itself it's, it's a moment by moment by moment by moment thing. And there is no end goal. The end goal takes care of itself, actually, which is kind of ironic. Keep the questions coming. It's kind of interesting for me to be able to articulate them. I don't know if I articulate particularly well, but it's, it's a beginning point for a conversation. And um, so I always appreciate your questions. Thank you very much. And I hope that gave you some food for thought.